0: TESIC presents Let's Tech About It, a technology and education podcast where we talk to educators around the province of Newfoundland and Labrador about how they incorporate technology into their teaching practice. Hi, my name is Jarrett Rose, and you are listening to a TESIC podcast, Let's Tech About It. With us today, we have Victoria Berm. Who will be sharing her adventures with tech in the classroom? So let's talk about it. Uh, hello, Victoria. Hi. Um, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Excellent. It's a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you. Um, to start with our for our listeners, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Well, as you introduce me, um, my name is Victoria Byrne. I'm the technology education and skilled trades teacher at Cornerbrook Regional High, uh, which is in the western region of Newfoundland. Um, I teach robotics, computer science, power and energy, design and fabrication, and residential construction.
0: Awesome. So you're 100% within the tech field, we'll say. No courses outside? No,
1: nope, no courses outside. I'm full-time tech.
0: Excellent. And I, I do believe that you are a, our first senior high technology teacher. So it's uh, awesome to have you here. Thank um, you. In terms, in terms of your teaching philosophy, um, what would you say your teaching philosophy is?
1: Um, for me, uh, in my role as a teacher, uh, I would say it's to teach the students how to use the tools and technology that's available to them. And then set them free to imagine, explore, and create. And really by doing that, I've seen some pretty amazing um, things in my career in terms of how the students actually employ the knowledge that they've gained and showcasing their learning.
0: Excellent. That's a fantastic teaching philosophy you have there. Um, myself, I like to share some of the same sentiments within my same teaching. Uh, in your, say, skilled trades classrooms, um, mm-hmm. do you have to use any computer technology or whatnot within those? And have you found using technology in those classrooms impacted student learning in any way?
1: Um, sp- if specifically to the skilled trades. Um which residential construction, of course, is considered skilled trades. um, And I believe design and fabrication is under skilled trades as well. Um, Those classrooms in particular, um, I do use technology, especially in design and fabrication, of course. Um, We use different design programs, some programs um, like CAD programs and CAM programs. Um, that students learn, um, you know, for their benefit in the course, but then can go on if they decide to do some sort of engineering, there's a good chance that they're going to use those same programs that they would use in that course. Um, Residential construction is, is not so much technology based. Of course, some of those, um, you know, Pieces of technology are around researching um, and, I guess, how to actually um, do certain, certain skills or, or learn certain skills for out in the shop that the students would use. Um, but definitely in design and fabrication, that's one where, um, you know, like I said, they're using CAD CAM, they're machining, so um, quite a bit of technology there.
0: Excellent. I know a a lot of teachers um, are starting, well, becoming quite comfortable with using Google Classroom uh, in their Mm -hmm. classrooms to be able to convey and communicate information. Do you use Google Classroom in any way? You mentioned like uh, instructional videos or something uh, to help your students before they do a procedure. Um, Do you use Google Classroom in those classes?
1: Yeah, I use Google Classroom in in all of my classes actually. I use very little paper. (laughs) Um, I find Google Classroom is just great for, you know, like you said, posting instructional videos or posting, um, you know, if I have instructional PowerPoints or um, allowing students to to showcase and share their work. Um, And it's just a way to connect, you know. Sometimes I could be home in the evening and see a cool, cool link to something um, as I'm going through Twitter or, or just online and I'll, I'll post it up in the classroom. So it's really a great way to stay connected as well. Um, but I found Google Classroom super easy to, to set up, uh, super convenient to use. Um, for the most part, I think the students like it uh, and like the accessibility of it. So yeah, I've I've been using it now, I guess, probably for three three years, I would say. Um and you know, I don't I don't ever see myself not using it. <laughs> so
0: that's excellent. I very much share the same sentiments uh with Google Classroom that you do as well. I enjoy using it in all my classes and my students do as well. Um so I understand that uh this past year, you've taught the computer science 12.04 course. And I do believe that you were also involved with some of the curriculum, uh, design and planning for that course. Um, How are you finding it so far?
1: Uh, Well, this is actually my second year teaching it um, because, you know, as you said, I was uh, involved in some of the curriculum development. So I was actually a pilot school the first year. And then, so this was my second year teaching it. Um, I really enjoyed the course. I think the students really enjoy the course for the most part, Um, you know, each unit builds upon previous units. So students are introduced to programming through block-based coding, then they move on to text-based. And coding is brand new to, I would say the majority of the students. So from moving to, from block-based to text-based, I would say that that allows them to be more eased into it. Um, they really like using the Raspberry Pis, as do I, um, and I find they really get excited when we break out all the, the gadgets that go with it, so, you know, like motors and sensors. Um, I've seen some really cool creations in my two years, Um, I'm really excited about, you know, taking the course even, even further. And I found that the first year that I taught it, um, we did some really, you know, cool stuff. And then the second year, as I got more used to it and, and more familiar with what the course was about and the different things that I I could do and incorporate, um, you know, I found the second year even better again. So, I'm looking forward to teaching it again next year and seeing where we can go and where we can take things.
0: Awesome. You mentioned that uh, students don't need to have any prior uh, coding experience uh, before they uh, enroll in within this course um, mm-hmm. because you build on block-based coding and whatnot. For our teacher listeners out there, um, did you have any professional training within computer science yourself? And, and is it something that a teacher without experience can pick up and learn to teach?
1: I did not have any formal computer science training. I did the technology education diploma um, at Memorial University, you know, several years ago. Um, and we did do some programming during that diploma. And. Um, but I hadn't used, um, so computer science um, in that course, we used Python and I hadn't used Python before. So, you know, that language was new to me. Um, and really, you know, I had taught integrated systems prior to computer science. So computer science replaced um, integrated systems. And I really enjoy teaching integrated systems. But, again, it was a learning curve when I moved from, um, you know, Visual Basic 6, which was, you know, that language is dated now, um, to Python. So, for me, I had to put in, you know, a bit of work um, to be able to teach the course. And I did a lot of tutorials, and there was a lot of – collaboration, communication with the four other pilot teachers. Um, And, you know, this year we have, I'm not even sure the number of teachers that are are teaching it. Um, And a lot of them are not tech trained. Um, And there's a lot of support. There's a really great community of teachers out there now already who are teaching it just from this first year of implementation alone Um, so any teacher I think could certainly come in and you know if they're willing to put the work in and the time into actually you know learning the languages um, then I think anyone could really teach it and like I said there's a great community of teachers out there now who are teaching it Um, There's been a lot of resources built over the past two years and there's an excellent website um, that's the course resource um, for teachers as well. So with all those things combined, I definitely think that, you know, if a teacher has the opportunity to teach this course and I would highly recommend it because the students really, really enjoy it. It's an enjoyable course. Um, It's fun for me. (laughs) It's fun for the students. Um, And there's a lot of good stuff that can come out of it. Students walk away with, um, you know, creating something that's tangible, creating something that they can actually show off and demonstrate to not only people in the course, but you know, They might demonstrate it to people at recess or at lunch. If they're interested, they can take videos of it, post them, you know, share them. So I would definitely say that this is a course that, you know, can be taught by anybody who, you know, might have some interest in it and might have that drive to kind of uh, bring it to their school and learn about it themselves.
0: Awesome. Personally, I, I would love to have the experience of uh, teaching the course. And uh, based on what you just said there, it seems like a ready-made course that's already embedded uh, in deep learning strategies and provides mm-hmm. uh, students with many opportunities to uh, demonstrate their understanding of the C's within deep learning. Um, getting back to your other tech courses that you teach, Is there a project Mm -hmm. that you've worked on within those classes that you'd like to highlight as being an exemplar that somebody else may want
1: to use within their classroom? Um, for me, I guess, um, the, the, the big aha one that I find every year is the design challenge in robotics. (laughs) Um, so students, actually design their own robots. And that's, you know, towards the end of the course. I'll say it's towards the end, but really it's it's worth, like, I think it's almost 40% now off the top of my head. So, you know, from probably March onwards, this is what they're working on. Um, but students always get excited for the big, you know, design challenge at the end. Um, they enjoy building robots, programming it, and then seeing it all come together in the end where everything works together. Um, for me, one, I think one of my favorite parts of teaching is when I get to see students experience those aha moments um, and they become really proud of themselves and I find that there's a lot of those moments um, when they're, they're creating and designing their robots. Um, and I think one of the, the big things with this project in particular is, you know, like I said, ha- students get to have something that they can kind of show off. Um, <laughs> and with this project, they actually get to drive their robots down the hall past the math and English classrooms. And they tend to really um really enjoy that part because their friends are in those classes and they're in robotics, you know, driving around robots that they just created. So
0: <laughs> it's a cool uh type sort of show and tell almost.
1: <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, they're they're really driven, you know, the just that intrinsic motivation is there. They'll stay recessed, they'll stay launch because They want to get it done. And, um, you know, sometimes it turns into a bit of a competition. Even Um, one year I had a student add two water squirters, um, you know, use motors to to pull the triggers and whatnot um, to his robot. So it's just it's just really great to see what the students can do with, you know, with what they're given.
0: It's amazing. And it sounds as though Mm -hmm. uh, the project leaves uh, a fair bit, a degree of autonomy uh, for the students.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I I think, and I guess I'm probably a bit biased, but I think I have the best job in in the building because there's, there is so much of that um, autonomy and intrinsic motivation. And, you know, to be honest, um, students kind of come in once once we get into the routine of things and once a project is is introduced students kind of come in and start working on their own and and get right to it and you know a lot of the the majority of the the tech projects um are collaborative so they'll they'll come in they'll get in their groups and they'll figure out who's going to do what and it's it's just a really great environment you know to to work in um and to learn in too in my opinion
0: so you truly play the role as facilitator while uh, the students they do everything for the most parts on them, on their own
1: <laughs> oh absolutely like they're they're totally taking their learning into their their own hands and and taking it where they want to go, and I'm there, of course, to support them and to help them, but you know they, they decide what they, they want to do with their learning for a lot of the, a lot of the projects that they do.
0: That's amazing, and I'm sure refreshing for many of our listeners to hear just about the <laughs> level of engagement uh, in students within mm-hmm. those, you know, those courses. Um, as an experienced uh, technology teacher. Um, who clearly teaches a a vast array of uh, technology and skilled trades-based courses. Are there any other tips or techniques uh, that you would like to share to our listeners? Um,
1: Yeah, I think. um, So one of the biggest things is, and we kind of just touched on that a little bit, is allowing choice um, in projects, allowing students to choose a topic or a project that's meaningful to them. Because when it's something that they take a true interest in, they become highly motivated to work on it and complete it. Um, and you can really see the difference when, you know, when choice is limited versus when they're pretty free in their, in their choices. Um, so yeah, ch- definitely choice for sure. Um, and that also makes it, you know, much more interesting as a teacher and as the class because you know, for the most part, everybody's doing something different because everybody has different interests. Um, and another thing is, I guess, a little bit of um, advice for teachers. Sometimes I know it can be really daunting to use technology if it's a tool that you aren't overly familiar or comfortable with. And that's totally OK. Um You know, tell the students up front that you're not an expert, that you're going to be learning along with them. Um, In my experience, things will go much more smoothly if you're open and honest with your students, Um, because, of course, you know, I've been at this now for quite some time. But, you know, in my first year or two, I was probably just one step ahead of the students. Um, and sometimes even now, right? It, it really depends on, on what we're doing. Um, so lean on each other to figure things out, and make discoveries. Um, you know, collaboration is key when it comes to the tech aid classroom or even just incorporating technology into your classroom.
0: Thank you, Victoria. Those are excellent pieces of, uh, of advice and some wonderful tips uh, for our listeners. Um, so if somebody wants to get in touch with you online and, and tap into your vast knowledge, uh, how, how could they follow your adventures in the Tech Classroom?
1: Um, well, I'm on Twitter, and I tend to um, post a lot of videos and pictures on Twitter um, of what's going on in my classroom, and my Twitter handle is at Learn with learnwithburn um, as well of course I can be reached through email if anybody um, is looking for some advice or some resources because um, I have lots of resources of course from the different courses that I teach um, so my email is victoriaburn at nlesd.ca okay
0: thank you So thanks so much, Victoria, for joining us today. Uh, It was great chatting with you uh, or teching about it with you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. It was certainly a pleasure to have this chat.
0: And for any of you listeners out there, if you would like to be the next guest on Let's Tech About It uh, and share your adventures in tech like Victoria did today, please get in touch with us. Thank you to our listeners. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next time when we tech about it again. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching TESIC, T-E-S-I-C, and on our website, TESIC.ca.